We begin our edition of The Road to Reality today with this quote from K.P. Yohannan. GFA Slum Ministry helped provide things like health care, vocational training, education, literacy training, clean water, toilets, and so much more to people who so desperately need it. I was so relieved and excited to see the missionaries and Sisters of Compassion sacrificially serving the families in the slums. Serving here is not easy, and there are millions of people here who need prayer and the opportunity to experience hope. You can be a hero to those who live in the slums of Asia through GFA and Compassion Services. Just pick up the phone and call 866-946-2742. In Canada, the number is 888-946-2742. And make a contribution to this important ministry. And the website for our Canadian friends, roadtoreality.ca. In the U.S., it's roadtoreality.org. Serve the people of Asia by providing GFA and Compassion Services with the resources they need to show Christ's love to those around them who are suffering in the slums of Asia. Well, more after this segment of our message about guarding against an evil report on the road to reality. In my um, almost 50 years now of serving God, dealing with people from over 100 nations, I did not know one thing that has become more devastating and dangerous and caused damage in the kingdom's work, an advancement of the kingdom, and missions losing literally billions in attrition or workers, families split up, than this one thing, words that is spoken without being guided and regulated by the absolute, the word of God. And that's exactly what Satan did. He spoke words and fell on Eve's heart. And here we are. And so tonight I just want to go through this biblical teaching for you to think and study. Second Corinthians 2.11 Lest Satan should take advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. And the scripture, Psalm 15, who actually can live close to God? Who can actually say, you know, I walk with him. He is close to me. He's intimate. And look at the list. More than anything else, one who guard his tongue and what they say. James 1.26, anyone among you thinks he's religious or spiritual. If he does not control his tongue but deceives his own heart, this religion is useless. The true test of spirituality is what comes out of our heart and what we say. Definition of evil report. An evil report involves distortion of facts or false information. It can also be reporting facts or truth with the intention to tear down and not to build up. It is given with wrong motivations and causes the hearer to come to inaccurate conclusions, respond in an unscriptural manner. Evil report may be communicated by words, facial expressions, gestures, and even tonal patterns. And I add email and Facebook, social media. 
Who gives evil report? A whisperer. One who secretly or privately passes on evil report to others. And there you have the scripture. Second, someone who gossip, a talebearer. You shall not go about as a talebearer among your people, nor shall you take a stand against the life of your neighbor. The reason one should not gossip, because I am God. That's, that's all the reason I need to know. Proverbs 26, 20. Where there is no wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no tail bearer, strife ceases. As charcoal is to burning coals and wood to fire, so is contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a tail bearer are tasty trifles and they go down into the innermost body. In my native language, it's a very serious translation. It creates hell within one. And third, who spread evil report? Slanderer, one who seeks to destroy another's credibility or reputation with damaging words, distortions of facts, or evil suspicions. Uh, I recommend you sometime read Numbers 13 and 14. It's, it's, a, it's a classic uh, chapter. Uh, now the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land, who returned and made all the congregation complain against him by bringing a bad report on the land. Those chapters are very important. I, I did a lot of teaching based on those two chapters. All the tall people went to spy out the land. They were all senior most leaders of the people of God. They were not little children. And when they came back, they said, we saw giants in the land, which was the truth. They said, the land is wonderful, but the problem is the terrain is so horrible, we can't do one thing about it. And then they began to talk about it. And then you find the entire congregation began to weep and mourn. And they said, it was good we die in the wilderness. And then they get upset with the Moses. And little later, God steps on the scene and says, Moses, I heard what you said, so it shall be. Forty years they will wander in the wilderness, and they will die, except Joshua and Caleb, and the children that were born during those years. What they said defiled the innermost being and the hope and destroyed everything. And that is the danger of it. Now you can study that. The fourth person, the busybody, who digs up evil report and make it his business to spread them by means of gossip, slander, or whispering. Five, idle talker. One who is given to continuous talking, generally about things that are neither his concern or his responsibility. In a multitude of words, Sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. The third main point, what motivates evil report? One, bitterness or revenge. Esau toward Jacob after birthright was stolen. You can see the scripture is very clear. It says, be extremely careful, diligent, deliberate, anxious that no root of bitterness take place in your heart, by which not only the person is defiled, but many are defiled. It is like, you know, I, I got this flu, some wicked traveler with me, 
was was spreading and I if I catch him I will bite his nose off but you see I mean that person basically I was not in, you know, I'm sitting two seats away from me I was not thinking about I'm going to make this Indian sick no it basically all the germs are just coming out and this is what happens to people when they hold on to uh, bitterness and then rebellion number 16 you want to study that is again another classic chapter you know one person Korah he had something that he didn't like which was he didn't get recognized promoted and understood and then just behind the scene he was basically the guy was extremely smart and clever and behind the scene he began to start working and the result how many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of innocent people were killed and their lives destroyed. And Korah's rebellion is one of the terrible, awful warning that God gives us in the scripture. Third, because of um, deception. People don't want to admit their failure, so they basically put it on somebody else. Uh, and pride, Absalom you'll find the terrible things he would say about his own father, David, and all because basically he won the throne and he wants something that he didn't get. And guilt. Cain attempting to justify his murder of Abel. You'll find number six, envy or jealousy. Joseph's brother speaking among themselves. And you find Luke 15, another New Testament illustration. The younger brother, who was a crazy boy, he came home, and the older brother, who was a full-time worker, very faithful, hard-working, militant, day and night is working faithfully for the father, and now he comes and hears all the dancing, music, and everything going on, and he called the servant and said, what on earth is happening here? He said, oh, you didn't know. Your brother came home. What? And then you find the older brother saying, this, your son, an adulterer, wasting money, and then he makes a list of accusations. He had no proof the boy had anything to do with anything. He just comes home as a broken person. And he was so jealous and says, I've been here all this time, you won't give me anything. And you see that classic passage of how people do these kind of things and talk horrible things simply because they are jealous. And number seven, improper response to correction. When somebody corrects us, we don't want to humble ourselves, see the truth, and all of a sudden we, we start biting back and um, spewing fire. Number eight, unfulfilled expectations. Um, it's, it's, it's often the case. We all maintain some secret ambition. It may not be money or something, but whatever it may be. And when that is not fulfilled, rather we make it the opposite. Instead of a thank you, somebody says, what on earth is wrong with you? Why didn't you do that? Uh, or things, and, and all of a sudden, we, we attempted to go for lunch with somebody and say, yeah, oh man, I just it's a bummer. It's a bummer. And start talking about, I, 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 I don't know how to work with this fellow anymore. And on and on and on like that. And uh, Paul had to deal with that. And, um, you know, his major problem with the choir in the church, if you read the list, basically was a sin of the tongue. Number four, how Satan uses evil reports. One, to discredit spiritual leadership. That's what happened with Moses. Numbers chapter 12, verse 2, you can read that. 
uh, number 16. You, you will find Moses' life was, I mean, I feel, I mean, by the way, I read book on numbers um, every year at least once. When I'm really discouraged, I try to read it second time. And second Corinthians I read as often as I can, as a matter of fact. You know why? It kind of gives me a good feeling I'm not alone. I mean, someone like Moses, he goes in despair sometimes. God, did I give birth to all these people? Why, why I have to carry this burden? And uh, I, I can feel his emotion sometimes uh, when I go through uh, times like this. Basically, what is the reason for it? Basically, the very people that he helped and weep and cry for begin to talk evil. Number two, to cause Christians to close their spirit toward each other. Gossip basically divides. It never helps. And, um, you know, we can be like Barnabas. When that happens, you know, we'll be the one to say, no, that's not the way to go. The number three, it causes the body of Christ to divide. And that happens all the time. How many church split happens? How many organizations split? How many families split? How many friends become enemies? Uh, number four, it causes to multiply conflicts and produces more ungodliness. Second uh, Timothy 2.16 It gives occasion to unbelievers to mock Christianity and reject Christ. We will continue our message in a moment. But first, we want to ask you about this. What exactly are slums? Merriam-Webster defines slums as a densely populated, usually urban area marked by crowding, run-down housing, poverty, and social disorganization. Little to no basic utilities exist in slums. Sanitation facilities, clean water, medical provisions are inadequately present in these urban areas. Diseases run rampant with little to no prevention. Slum dwellers suffer under these harsh and brutal conditions. These people endure the hardship and poverty around them. Hopelessness and despair rule their lives. Now that is exactly where GFA and you come in. You can reach out to these needy folks in the slums of Asia through GFA and Compassion Services. GFA is doing on-the-ground work of providing medical assistance, food, clothing, and a personal touch. Think of it. You can be the hero who helps touch the slums of Asia. Just call 866-946-2742 in the States, and then in Canada, call 888-946-2742. Now, back to Brother KP on the road to reality. In my um, almost 50 years now serving God, dealing with people from over 100 nations, I did not know one thing that has become more devastating and dangerous and caused damage in the kingdom's work, an advancement of the kingdom and missions losing literally billions in attrition or workers, families split up, than this one thing, words that is spoken without being guided and regulated by the absolute, the word of God. And that's exactly what Satan did. He spoke words and fell on Eve's heart. 
And here we are. And so tonight I just want to go through this biblical teaching for you to think and study. Second Corinthians 2.11 Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. And the scripture, Psalm 15, who actually can live close to God? Who can actually say, you know, I walk with him. He is close to me. He's intimate. And look at the list. More than anything else, one who guard his tongue and what they say. James 1.26, anyone among you thinks he's religious or spiritual. If he does not control his tongue but deceives his own heart, this religion is useless. The true test of spirituality is what comes out of our heart and what we say. Definition of evil report. An evil report involves distortion of facts or false information. It can also be reporting facts or truth with the intention to tear down and not to build up. It is given with wrong motivations and causes the hearer to come to inaccurate conclusions, respond in an unscriptural manner. Evil report may be communicated by words, facial expressions, gestures, and even tonal patterns. And I add email and Facebook, social media. Who gives evil report? A whisperer. One who secretly or privately passes on evil report to others. And there you have the scripture. Second, someone who gossip, a talebearer. You shall not go about as a talebearer among your people, nor shall you take a stand against the life of your neighbor. The reason one should not gossip, because I am God. That's, that's all the reason I need to know. Proverbs 26, 20. Where there is no wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no tail, bearer strife ceases. As charcoal is to burning coals and wood to fire, so is contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a tail, bearer are tasty trifles, and they go down into the innermost body. In my native language, it's a very serious translation. It creates hell within one. And third, who spread evil report? Slanderer, one who seeks to destroy another's credibility or reputation with damaging words, distortions of facts, or evil suspicions. Uh, I recommend you sometime read Numbers 13 and 14. It's, it's, a, it's a classic uh, chapter. Uh, now the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land, who returned and made all the congregation complain against him by bringing a bad report on the land. Those chapters are very important. I, I did a lot of teaching based on those two chapters. All the tall people went to spy out the land. They were all senior most leaders of the people of God. They were not little children. And when they came back, they said, we saw giants in the land, which was the truth. They said, the land is wonderful, but the problem is the terrain is so horrible, we can't do one thing about it. And then they began to talk about it. And then you find the entire congregation began to weep and mourn. 
and they said it was good we die in the wilderness. And then they get upset with the Moses. And little later, God steps on the scene and says, Moses, I heard what you said, so it shall be. Forty years they will wander in the wilderness and they will die, except Joshua and Caleb and the children that were born during those years. What they said defiled the innermost being and the hope and destroyed everything. And that is the danger of it. Now you can study that. The fourth person, the busybody, who digs up evil report and make it his business to spread them by means of gossip, slander, or whispering. Five, idle talker. One who is given to continuous talking, generally about things that are neither his concern or his responsibility. In a multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. The third main point, what motivates evil report? One, bitterness or revenge. Esau toward Jacob after birthright was stolen. You can see the scripture is very clear. So it says, be extremely careful, diligent, deliberate, anxious that no root of bitterness take place in your heart by which not only the person is defiled, but many are defiled. It is like, you know, I, I got this flu. Some wicked traveler with me was, was spreading it. I, if I catch him, I will bite his nose off. But you see, I mean, that person, basically, I was not in, you know, I'm sitting two seats away from me. I was not thinking about, I'm going to make this Indian sick. No. It basically, all the germs are just coming out. And this is what happens to people when they hold on to uh, bitterness. And then rebellion, number 16, you want to study that. It's like, again another classic chapter. You know, one person, Korah, he had something that he didn't like, which was he didn't get recognized, promoted, and understood. And then, just behind the scene, he was basically, the guy was extremely smart and clever. And behind the scene, he began to start working. And the result, how many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of innocent people were killed and their lives destroyed. And Korah's rebellion is one of the terrible awful warning that God gives us in the scripture. Third, because of um, deception. People don't want to admit their failure, so they basically put it on somebody else. Uh, and pride, Absalom, you'll find the terrible things he would say about his own father, David, and all because basically he won the throne, and he wants something that he didn't get. And guilt, Cain attempting to justify his murder of Abel. You'll find number six, envy or jealousy. Joseph's brothers speaking among themselves. And you find Luke 15, another New Testament illustration. That's a closing thought on our weekend edition of The Road to Reality as we took a biblical view of guarding against an evil report. Did you know that since 1999, GFA has been supporting ministry to those who live in the slums of South Asia in various ways, providing free medical clinics, teaching basic hygiene, 
preventative health measures, providing literacy classes for adults, conducting tutoring classes for children, and holding weekly Sunday schools. You can make a real difference by partnering with GFA. Just pick up the phone and call 888-946-2742 in Canada. Online, rotoreality.ca. In the U.S., call 866-946-2742 or visit us at rotoreality.org on the web. Thank you for listening. The Road to Reality is presented by GFA.